Jen Hitchcock, now Hoffman. I was Hitchcock, apparently, when I went to the UAB. And I graduated from UAB twice, first BA in history and English, and then an MPA. And then I worked here for 25 years with these two people. And then I retired. Rosie O'Byrne. I started at UAB in 99, and Jan Hitchcock Hoffman was my colleague, and Dr. Robert Corley, to my right here, was my boss. The subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories Podcast, and in today's memories, we've got a special story to share, as we're remembering the legacy of a UAB institution that's done as much to help the city of Birmingham as any other. But we're going to come back to what's in these memories in a minute. First, I want to spend a little bit of time on whose memories they are. These three people, Dr. Bob Corley, Jan Hoffman, and Rosie O'Byrne, all worked together for years at the UAB Center for Urban Affairs. And after all that time, they definitely have a lot to say between them. And I need to tread lightly here, because full disclosure, Rosie is my boss, But it's worth mentioning that on average, the recordings we collect run about 40 to 45 minutes. This one took every bit of two hours. How they all came together is a story in and of itself. Dr. Corley became the director of the center in the 90s, when Rosie was still one of his students. She was already making an impression, and if I'm being honest, overachieving a little bit. She took my History of Birmingham class. I did. To help finish out her college degree. So she was a student of mine before she worked at the center. And I wrote down every single word that Bob said. And I, I, I really needed somebody to do that, to, to write down all the things I said, because they were really brilliant. As much as those detailed notes may have helped Rosie in class, they caused a bit of a headache for Dr. Corley. I've been trying to get those notes from Rosie ever since. She literally, literally. She, she won't let me have them. He, I just want to <clears> copy them. I don't want to keep them. No, she won't let him. I won't. They're copyrighted. They are <laughs> copyrighted. PM. Well, I mean, a lot of people took your class, and I was like, I'm taking this class, and I'm writing everything word for word, which I did. And Pretty much. I have it all typed up, and I have it all themed and <laughs> color-coded. You have a book. I have a book. See, and, and I'm trying to write a book, and she won't let me even look at my notes. And so then he's like, could you give me the notes that you took in my class? I'm like, why? Like, those are my notes <laughs> of what he said. <laughs> of what he said. I'm like, you know what you said. Like, why would I need to give you my notes? And so I so still... I don't have them, and I can't finish this book. Dr. Corley has worn a lot of hats over the course of his career. But as the book might suggest, he primarily considers himself a historian. There's a lot of him talking about the history of Birmingham out in the internet sphere. And as you might expect, his account of how the Center for Urban Affairs was started and why it was needed is better than anything I could come up with. It was started when the university was started, when UAB became UAB, separate university, 1969. The Center for Urban Affairs was created. Here's the reason why because the university had acquired all this property where we're sitting right now. So this place was taken over basically by UAB, but all the people who were living there were sent away. And they they were displaced. They were supposed to be found a place to live, but they weren't. So there was a lot of anger in the Birmingham community 
right? But so the Center for Urban Affairs was created by Joe Volker, Dr. Joseph Volker, the first president, for the explicit purpose of having the university be a resource to the city of Birmingham to help people, to use um, faculty and information from the uh, university to share with the community. Rosie and Jan joined the team around the same time, and that is a great story in and of itself. I hate to keep exposing Rosie like this, kind of, but her strategy to get herself hired, while undoubtedly effective, was not one that I think I could recommend to anyone else. My strategy was, so he said, if you come to work, if you just come and act like you're working here, you're probably going to get a job. I was like, great. So every day I would come to the Center for Urban Affairs and walk in like everybody, hi, hi Jane, how are you doing? Hi Bob. And I would go into Nick's old office and I'd work and I can't, you know, remember what I was working on, but... Homework. <laughs> Sorry, it was, homework. It was new days of the internet. <laughs> and so I think about maybe a month or two months down the road, you came into my office and you were like, would you like me to give you an interview? And I was like, that would be great. <laughs> And so I remember going into your office that had piles of paper, and you interviewed me after I'd been, uh, quote, unquote, working there for a good two or three months. With no pay. With no pay. Well, I, I mean, think, I, I would like I to was... point out no pay. But no, I mean, no pay. He didn't charge you vacation time when you weren't there, <laughs> so it all worked. That is well, that true. I really didn't give you assignments. You that gave, either. <laughs> you didn't, but I gave myself assignments. <laughs> And taskmaster. He is I, a taskmaster. I did. And, you know, I'd go get your New York Times articles printed <laughs> off the copy That's machine, right. and I came in, and you were like, okay, right, would you like a job? I was like, yeah, that would be great. The center itself doesn't exist in the same capacity as it did back then. But to help contextualize what the center did, here's a mission statement from the center's original director and Birmingham civil rights pioneer Odessa Woolfolk. Quote, We are a small research unit whose principal activities are applied research and technical assistance to local governments public and private agencies, and community organizations. We are very much interested in questions related to housing, community planning, economic development, and the like, end quote. That mission has taken many different forms over the years, from assisting in the creation of the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute to taking a hands-on approach to helping solve the housing problem in Birmingham. They were in many ways the unofficial liaisons between UAB and the Birmingham community, but it all came back to the same thesis, which can be summed up in an old photo that still impacts Rosie. When we went to the archives, um, you showed me one of those images, and it's on 8th Avenue, and the VA mm-hmm. is in the, in the background. And when you walk down University today, you can actually still see the same facade in the, in the photograph. Mm-hmm. And um, in the foreground, there's, you know, just really kind of, you know, dilapidated housing. And there's a woman that stands on the porch, mm-hmm. uh, clearly like an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, we don't know her name. We don't know her story. Right. And you, you always ask that question. And I carried that question with me. Like, I went on to teach, you know, other classes with students, and I'd walk them down, and we'd hold that photograph. And I'm still curious, like, who, who is she? Mm-hmm. And, you know, wh- what was her story? Telling stories, the stories of people like the woman in that picture, became a focal point of Rosie and Jan's time at the center. Together with documentary filmmaker and Birmingham native Michelle Foreman, they used new technology to do that in a totally different way. It was the first time that you could um, film and edit on a computer. And that seems so like mundane now, right? But 
back in the day is like transitioning from like really expensive film to something you could do like anybody could do handheld cameras and uploading it to computer and you know editing and so that's when we said let's tell stories let's tell stories about Birmingham let's tell stories about Birmingham neighborhoods of people who don't necessarily have the mechanism or the authority to tell their stories and have them heard Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where it all started yeah Dr. Cooley retired in 2014 with his legacy in helping to chronicle Birmingham's history and even make some through the center firmly intact And Jen and Rosie helped make that happen. Jan went to work for Regions after she left UAB. But the time she's had to reflect has helped her to realize how big of an impact the center made while she was there. Because you don't realize it when you're doing that. You're part of that historical line that goes the the, the arc of justice. And with hindsight, I'm just now starting to see some of the outcomes of that in terms of my own personal life. Because that HUD fellowship was so meaningful to me. I loved it. it. It was one of the best things I've ever done. And I loved the students who went through. And I don't think I was just looking at what I was getting out of the doing of it. And in the last few years, I've had several of them shout out or get in touch with me to say what an impact that program had and that I had on them mm-hmm. but through virtue of the fact that I was part of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's so much fun looking back on it and it coming back through history and realizing what you did when you didn't even realize what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it. Rosie is now UAB's Associate Vice President for Digital Strategy and Marketing, but has also taught a number of different classes during her time at UAB. And a lot of that centered around urban issues, and how digital media and filmmaking could keep telling the stories of those who didn't have a voice, and how that legacy needed to continue. That all started at the Center for Urban Affairs, and the basic premise is that... Rosie and Michelle. The classroom is not here on campus, the classroom is in the neighborhood, and... Um, it's it's worth going and talking to people who are not like you, that don't look like you, that might have a different perspective than you. And can you fairly represent that viewpoint? And that in itself is an exercise of empathy. And I think that's what we were doing and that's what we were teaching students to do. And to me, that is the core of service learning today. You know, so I, you know, it's not to say like, hey, we want credit for that. It's just that it's interesting how history kind of repeats itself and iterates on itself. And it's kind of fun to watch, you know, the different iterations. The legacy of the Center for Urban Affairs is way too complicated and broad to cram into one podcast episode. Nearly 50 years ago, UAB started something to help it better reach the community that it was rapidly growing into. Dr. Bob Corley was directly involved for more than 30 of those years, and together with people like Jan and Rosie, the center more than fulfilled the mission that was originally set out for it. And even though it doesn't exist in the same capacity anymore, it's still changing lives, both for the people it was created to help and the people who work there. I'm Will Shingleton, and today's memories are about giving a voice to the people who need one. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating. This whole project is designed to bring people into what UAB has to offer, and ratings and reviews are a big step in that direction. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another UAB memory.